Hi, I'm Molly. And I'm Robin. And this is... Home is where the murder is. Hey, here we are. Hi, everybody. How was your day? I, they can't respond. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you know what? question. Respond to yourself real quick and tell me how your day is Inside. Going. On the inside. No, no. Out. Just yell it. Scream it. <laughs> Right where you are. Oh, my God. I'm like one of those motivational people. Just let it out, folks. With your headphones on. Oh, I'm doing great. Or I feel like poo. Everything sucks. <laughs> people are like, is she okay? Is oh he gosh. okay? And yes, no, we don't know. We are a motivational podcast now. Congratulations, folks. We did it. So anyways. Yeah, good start there. Yep. But yeah, here we are. Can we just have a quick chat? About how Real awesome quick. Yeah. yesterday was. Oh, yeah. It was fun. Okay. The sun took us out of it. I don't think you loved it as much as I did. No, I, it was really fun, but the sun. Yeah. We were out at Bratfest in Madison, Wisconsin yesterday. Yeah. And Bratfest is my favorite and my sister's favorite. It's like our, our thing. You guys love Bratfest a lot. That's why I say I'm like, yeah, it was fun, but you guys are like hardcore Bratfest. There's nothing I wait for more than Bratfest. Like, screw my birthday, screw Christmas, Bratfest. And I, so all it is is it's the world's largest Brat Festival, and they just grill a bunch of brats. Johnsonville grills a bunch of brats. They used to have it where the semi was the semi was a huge grill, and I used to think that was just the coolest thing. There'd be up all these dudes up there just to grill in on this big semi. Now they don't do that anymore because they're not as much fun as they used to be. But um, and then there's bands everywhere and, and yeah, that oh, that's fun. They had some good and, music this yeah. year. They did, yeah, yeah. They had a kid. They have a kid area where the kids can play. They have mm-hmm. a carnival. It's just so much fun and. Yeah, and some some years it rains, and I'm just like a big sourpuss about it because I'm like, I need my brats, even though, let's be honest, I'm from Wisconsin. I eat a brat every day. Not yeah, every day. Not every day. Sometimes. So, and then, um, but yeah, so it was super warm yesterday. A lot of, lot of sun. By the time we got back to Molly's house, we were a different color. It was actually a really nice day. It wasn't like really humid no. or anything. The next few days coming up is not going to be my happy place in life because it's going to be like 90 and humid. Humid, excuse me, and that's too much for me. I'm gonna have to turn on the air. Yeah. Oh no. Let me talk about the weather. It's yeah. it's the mo. It's the daily weather minute with Molly right now. <laughs> so today it's gonna be nice. It's not gonna be as humid today, but the next few days coming up on the weather. I listened to the weather this morning, and they're like, "It's gonna be humid. You're gonna have to turn on that air." I'm like, "No, thank you, sir." Yep. And she called them and said, "I'm not gonna do I'm it." I'm like, "Try again." <laughs> Let's try that again. Let's let's order something yeah. different. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I'm debating what kind of shirt to wear today. What because we're going out to the parade and everything today, and I'm like my skin is feeling a bit toasty still. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it's gonna be a beautiful day again today. But we are kind of in a drought, so I'm having to like water my plants a lot. I put in a garden, and Robin's, like, not about that life. I don't know what that is. Yeah. I'm sure my house in Milwaukee that I have not been at in four days is probably looking a little rough. But guess what? I don't care. Yeah, She don't care. (laughs) She don't don't give a care. (laughs) Don't. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's – yeah, yesterday was fun. And mm-hmm. the next few days are going to be warm. But we had full intentions to record this last oh, night, yeah. and Robin just <gasps> was on a downward, downward spiral, and she just, she just booped out I by about have, ten o'clock last night. I would night. have fallen asleep. Yep, doing the podcast. I am, you guys, I was that tired. Yeah, 
Molly, I remember. I, I was just, yeah, I was sitting by her on the couch talking last night. I'm like, well, I guess we're done talking because she just kind of like <laughs> put on an extra blanket or two and just, nah, nah, Robin, and yeah. she was gone. I, uh, I woke up this morning and I was like, wasn't I talking to Molly? Yeah. Like, what happened? I was, as per usual, I was the only one awake left in the house last night. So I folded laundry. I took a shower. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's fine. It was done. I yeah. knew it was going to happen, too. I was like, if we don't record right when we get home, I will pass out early. Yeah, which we should have done. Although I still had to finish up a few no. things. I wanted to listen to no a couple time. more things. Well, there but... was the kids. and But, yeah. But, but yeah. So, that's, uh, so that was Broadfest. So if you are ever in the area during yeah. Memorial Day weekend, it's that's fun. where you need to go. The yep. people watching is phenomenal. Amazing. Um, I saw, you know, the kids on leashes. Yep, which is great. Oh, they also had a little area. Um, fenced off by the main stage and it was because there was this one type of bird I did not catch what type of bird it was when you get to a certain age birds become really important that's not true it is but this one type of bird had its nest there and like so they were trying to protect the bird's nest which I thought was so nice of them so this bird kept on circling around and it finally found the little area that they had um, like cut out for the bird to get into its nest so I was really happy so that was one of my main things going on yesterday, too. I was watching this bird trying to get to its eggs. Okay. Okay. But anyways, so, any other housekeeping before we get started? Oh, nope. Just, uh, you guys are awesome. Uh, thank the listening has been great. Are you saying thank you to me or thank you to them? No, saying thank you to them. Oh, okay. Thank you for being awesome. Like, I'm like, I, that, I'm not talking to you no. about this. Okay. No. no. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the, the listening... Uh, we, the last episode I mentioned that we reached 3000 downloads by the time you listen to this, it's very likely we could be at 4,000 because the way we're growing is just insane. Yep. But, uh, we just really appreciate everything, all the help that you guys are giving us. We are still taking on sponsorships. That part is taking off as well. So if you want to be a part of the show, uh, just reach out to us and we will, uh, we'll get that going. Um, we did just get another sponsor request the other day. So, you know, this is kind of cool. Yep. We oh, appreciate it. You know what? Since this one is going to air in June, oh, we yeah. got to mention, um, speaking of sponsors, we got to mention one of our sponsors, which is Aaron Schmitz with Epic Mortgage. Hey, Aaron. So Aaron is a mortgage lender in the Wisconsin and Minnesota areas. He is our, he was our first official sponsor of the podcast and one of the coolest guys you'll ever meet. Yep. We'll definitely have to have him on in our podcast tent someday. But um, I don't know where we're going to put him. He's pretty tall. <laughs> I was looking around. I'm like, oh, it's pretty tight fit in here. But definitely reach out to Aaron. His information is on our website. I will share it again on our Facebook as well. And we will put something on the Instagram about him. But anybody looking to refinance their mortgage or buy a home, that is the guy you should be going through. So, Aaron, thanks for all you do and for supporting the show. And we hope that uh, you see some business come up from our loyal followers. Yeah. Thank you, Aaron. Okay. I'm ready for murder. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do this. All right. Whoa. Got some claps <laughs> going on. All right. So I have a case for you today. So I am covering a case that a lot of podcasts have covered, um, but people usually cover it around Christmas time because it is a Christmas-themed murder. Okay. I like but, it. I like it. But I decided to cover it. Not around that time, because like I said, most places, most podcasts covered around that time of year. So I thought, hey, 
Let's be different. Change it up. Change it up. So I'm doing the Covina Massacre, which happened on Christmas Eve in 2008. Okay. So, um, and at this time, the Covina Massacre was the deadliest mass shooting in the Los Angeles County history um, back in 2008, but that was surpassed 14 years later by the 2023 Monterey Park shooting. Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. but during, up until then, it was the deadliest mass shooting. It's a long time to yes. hold a record. Yes. So, all right. Let's begin. We're going to start with the dirt bag talking about Bruce. Bruce the dirt bag. Bruce the dirt bag. So, Bruce Jeffrey Pardo was born March 23rd, 1963, in Los Angeles, California. He grew up in the San Fernando Valley and graduated from John H. Francis Polytech High School in the Sun Valley suburb of Los Angeles, California. He went to California State University in Northridge to study computer science. He liked to be the center of attention. He was big, goofy, and loud. According to the Los Angeles Times article at his Cal State graduation, he carried a life-size inflatable doll around the stage just to kind of be funny and goofy. I like to do goofy things. Right. So, I mean, so far, so far, like... Just kind of like a goof, you right? You never think that the class clown is kind of like, a yeah. Person, right? Just kind of like, uh, that's just Bruce. Br- Bruce, Bruce is being, being Bruce. Bruce, right? Um, yeah. So then he got a job as a software engineer after graduation at the Jet, Jet Propulsion Lab in Flint Ridge, and then got a job as an electrical engineer at as a military contractor at Van Nuys in California and was making six figures doing that. So he was doing pretty good for himself. So he was a smart guy, too. Okay. So kind of big, goofy, kind of, you know, silly guy, but was also intelligent. Okay. Um, But he was also kind of too smart for his own good. He um, hacked into his work's personal files just to check and see what his co-workers were making for salary. What? Which you're not supposed to do that. I don't think that's allowed. They don't, you're, you're not supposed to do that. Don't do that. Um, he wasn't also a great employee. He just kind of dicked around. Mm. He just, he kind of just did what he had to do. You can't have all the good qualities, right? No. I mean, he, he just was kind of there, you know, kind of, you know, that, that saying like, are you working hard or bare, barely working? You know, kind of, yeah. that was, that was kind of Bruce. He was oh, just kind of there. So he, it's like he had like the skills. He was actually really, really smart, but he just didn't really maybe, apply himself. Maybe it wasn't challenging enough for him. Maybe. Because they, so, they say that about some people that are really smart. Right, right. That they lose interest because it's not challenging. I right. don't know because Could have been. I'm not really smart as we know. And you weren't Bruce, so you don't know. <laughs> That's true. So, so all these things. <laughs> So in 1989, Bruce, who was 24 at the time, did find love. Oh. Yeah, he got engaged to a co-worker named Delilah, and they were planning a huge wedding. Did he know how much money she made? Um, <laughs> Probably, actually. <laughs> um, and they were planning an expensive honeymoon to Tahiti, which actually she was paying for all herself. Well, which that's because interesting. he knew she made good money. She Maybe <laughs> she was making more than him. Who knows? Um, and at the time, he was actually living at home, and he didn't have a lot of money saved up. Hmm. So he was just kind of living at home, you know, whatever. But on the wedding day, uh, Bruce actually took off with all the money from their joint bank saving account, and he never showed up to their wedding. Oh. He just left what a dick yep he went to ball he went to palm springs florida and never went back 
Oh my god! Just boop. Bye, Bruce. That poor woman. Yep. So, oh my god, she's planning her dream wedding and stood up the day of and yep. took all and her I mean, money. I understand getting cold feet and being like calling something off, but like the day of the wedding, he withdrew all the money from their joint bank account, bank account and just left. Can you even? I hope she is okay. And a huge wedding too, not just like they were like you know getting married, like you know like a beach, you know what I mean, like. A big wedding. Oh, my A heart. huge, like, she put all her money into, the, like, the Ugh. huge honeymoon. Yeah. Well, I hope she still went on her honeymoon even though she had no money. I don't know if she did. I Poor hope she did, woman. too. I I feel bad for her. That's that's tough. Yeah. So, years passed, um, and in 2004, he met Sylvia Ortega. And they dated for a while before they got married in January 2006. Oh. So, he actually went through with it this time. Yes, he did. Okay. So, um, I think he grew up a bit, you know, so, you know, out. yeah. Bruce volunteered at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church as an usher and everyone that knew him thought he was friendly and outgoing. So I think he grew up a bit, you know what I, I mean? Don't like, care. What you oh, I know. Awful? Oh, I am 1000% not excusing him. Okay. I'm just saying like people that knew him said he was friendly, outgoing, like people liked Bruce, right? Bruce lives a double life. 100%. Okay. 100. Um, Sylvia already had three kids from previous relationships when she met Bruce, and she worked as a secretary at a flower nursery, which sounds like a wonderful little job to me because I love flowers. It's right up your alley. Uh, no kidding. I imagine that someday when you're really old and retired and your kids are all grown up and you're bored, I'm working at a flower nursery. Doing. Like, yeah. I'll have to be like, Molly, I need you to leave early today. Put the flowers to bed. We have a new podcast to do. You need to sing them a little nighttime song at the nursery. Make sure they got their water and their non-natural life. People are going to think there's something wrong with our equipment right now. (laughs) I just imagine that's how we're going to sound when we're I hope. I hope we don't sound like that. (laughs) Anywho. So she worked as a secretary at a flower nursery. We do not think that all old people sound like that. (laughs) Anyways, the couple was well off because Bruce had a, a good job, a really well-paying job. Um, so they own a large, over $500,000 home okay. in Montrose, a Cadillac Escalade, a Hummer, and a boat that he kept docked. Damn. So they had, had money. They had money. They were doing well. Um, once they were married... Um, Bruce refused to open a joint bank account with Sylvia, though. Yeah, because he knows that at any time somebody could drain it and run Yeah, off. he's like, I know what can happen listen, here. Listen, Um, He also refused to help with any of her children's expenses. What do you mean her children's? Because Pick- she had three kids from previous marriage. They weren't his kids. What a dick. Yeah. Um, saying that they were her kids, not his, and Ugh. that she should be the one to take care of them, even though she barely made any money at her work. Oh, what a pig. And she married this asshole? He changed once they got married. See, this is why I don't get married. Right. Right. My, uh, this uh, is a cautionary this is, tale. You guys. This, this is, this, this story is for Robin, <laughs> the only one that needs to listen. Yeah. No, but everyone else should too. Um, so, but Bruce became more withdrawn and mean-spirited towards his new family, you know, Mm-hmm. As they got married. So, you know, like put on like kind of, kind of, you know, a different face once they were married compared to kind of the courting and getting married. It, it, but, and then in my mind, it's like, why? Why even get married? Like what? That's what I'm saying. I know. Like if you're not going to want to take care of the people that you're yeah. joining up with, if what's the point If it's not going to be a partnership, why 
do this. Like, yeah. when my, my, well, my dad adopted me. I became his kid, whatever, even though I was not his kid. And then when my mom remarried from him and got married Brad. Yeah. I am his kid, too. Yeah. Like, they, those two men didn't realize that the problem they were bringing into their lives. They're but like, they, whoa. They're like, I'm going to marry whoa, this nice lady here. And then what is this child that what's, comes along What's with this it? mental thing? Yeah, right. This is... And to this day, I am still the most problematic child. Not problematic. Oh. You are, you're just, uh, you are a wild, you are a. Look, look at the words you're trying to find. I try to find a word. <laughs> not, it's not like a bad thing. You are just no, a. but I'm a challenge. A challenge is, it's, challenge sounds like a bad thing. It you're is. You're not a bad thing. Oh, thanks. But no, I, I know what I am. Compared to my siblings, I am. Oh, well, I'm the black sheep in my family. Gosh, but it, I will think of a good word for you. It cracks me up, though, because both these dudes are the sweetest men you'll ever meet, and they're there for me with any problem I have. But it's funny because it's always me, the one that has, the, hey, hey, dads, can I can I have some monies? <laughs> hey, dads, um, yeah. I, I'm going to need you to come bail me out. No, I've never been in jail No, yet. gosh. Not yet. Stop it. But you know what I mean? Like, no, it's funny I know. to me, like, never once did my mom marry those two guys and me think that I was not, they weren't my dad. Oh, right, right. So I just find it disgusting when a guy marries a woman. I know. That has I don't understand. I don't understand why this what a happened. Poop. So Bruce the poop. But yeah, so, Bruce. anyways, Bruce. so like I say, shocker, by the end of the first year of marriage, things weren't going well. Could you, big shock, right? Right. So Bruce would start arguments that were mainly about money. And by late 2007, some surprising information was discovered from Bruce's past. Oh. All right. Buckle up. Okay. He had a child that he had never told Sylvia about. <gasps> this boy, Matthew, was disabled, apparently because of something that Bruce could have prevented. Oh, my gosh. Five years earlier, when Matthew was about 13 months old and the boy's mother, Elena Lucano, was out shopping, Bruce was watching him. Bruce wasn't paying very close attention when Matthew was outside and Matthew fell into the pool. <gasps> when Elena got home, Bruce was cradling Matthew in his arms, screaming uncontrollably. Matthew was taken by the by helicopter to a hospital, and after hours of work and resuscitation, he was stabilized and he was saved, but he did suffer severe brain damage from oh. the lack of oxygen. Oh. He was left paraplegic and needed constant care. Even though Bruce showed so much care and love that day of the accident, once he learned of what happened and all the care that Matthew would need over the course of his life, he broke off the relationship with Elena and Matthew after that. Oh, my God. Elena actually sued Bruce to help pay for the medical bills around that were around $350,000 and settled for less of one-third of the bills. Oh, my gosh. So that's messed up. Some of the money went to the current bills that she had and some went to a fund for the ongoing bills that would be needed to help with the constant care for the rest of Matthew's life. Oh, so this so, guy caused this. So, I mean, so from all accounts, this was a, an awful accident. This kind of stuff happens, unfortunately, all the time with pools. Pool safety is, pools scare the crap out of me. I, I mean, agree, yeah. But... <sighs> It doesn't sound like Bruce was being very attentive. Well, and are and we sure that he didn't? I I, I something. I'm I'm ninety nine percent sure. It sounds like it was an awful accident. Okay. I I think that they were in a a good relationship. It just seems like it's just terrible that he 
such but a it, bad it person. Sucked. Yes, and it sucks because after the settlement, he cut off all contact and never paid any child support either. What but a piece of shit. Um, but, oh, another <laughs> – yeah, he is a piece of shit. Don't worry. After all of this, he did continue to illegally claim Matthew on his taxes. What a son of a bitch. Yeah, so just in case you needed more reason to hate Bruce. I think, I mean, out of all of the awful people we've talked about, this guy is one of the he, biggest dirt bags we have discussed yet. Don't worry. He gets dirt baggier. <gasps> I don't know if I can handle it. Yeah, so, so – um. Actually, Bruce's mom was the one to tell Sylvia about all of this, too. Ooh, Bruce's like mom loved Sylvia and thought that she should know the truth about Bruce and the past and who he was. Ooh, I love it. Yeah. So can you imagine Bruce's mom is like, honey, yeah. my <laughs> son is a piece of shit. You need to know about this. So yeah. Um, so Sylvia obviously knew nothing about all of this. She was not happy, and she didn't want to be held liable for tax fraud either. So right. in March of 2008, Sylvia and Bruce separated, and they continued to fight. Sylvia asked if she could continue to live in their home until the end of the school year so her daughter could finish up kindergarten at the same school. And at first, it seemed like Bruce was okay with it, but then one day when they came home, all of their belongings were tossed out onto the driveway. Oh, God. Sylvia then filed for divorce. Can't say that I blame nope. her. Bruce just wasn't a nice person. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. are you kidding me? Bruce was ordered to pay a little over 1700 in monthly alimony starting in June 2008, but his first check bounced. Remember, he's making good money. Like, Here? why? Yeah. 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 At the hearing, his mom sat with Sylvia. You oh can only God. imagine how that made Bruce feel. Payment on the second check was stopped. During this time, though, he did manage to purchase a 9mm semi-automatic handgun. Oh. Um, Bruce confided to a friend that his wife was trying to take him to the cleaners. So priorities, I guess. 1700 a month is taking someone uh -huh. to the cleaners when he's got three vehicles, a boat, and a fucking mansion? Yep. I want to strangle yep. him. Um, needless to say, after all of this, Bruce's mental health was starting to decline, and he was starting a plan in motion that would not only impact his life, but so many others. Oh, dun, dun, dun. So the following month, he was fired from his job for billing clients for hours that he didn't work. God. And he was also denied unemployment because... Because of what he was... Yeah. yeah. So um, he... Then he was also waived his alimony payment because he didn't have the funds to pay alimony. Um, he had over $30,000 in credit card debt, and he also had $2,700 in a monthly mortgage payment. Um, so he had a lot of, you know, bills. Yep. Yeah, He had a lot of money, basically, debt and stuff on his plate. But on August 8th, he was able to purchase another gun. Interesting. You know, and that's what yeah. I say. I say, I'm like, if there, this whole, the, the gun law thing, I know that's such a huge debate, but let mm -hmm. me tell you something. If someone wants to get their paws on a gun, they sure can. They will. Yep. Um, we'll get Milwaukee. I said, so he can't pay alimony. He can't pay for basically his house. He has credit card debt, but he was able to buy another gun. Okay. And then in the next month, he was able to purchase yet another gun. And then he was also ordered a special custom Santa suit from a local tailor who he told was for a children's Christmas party. Oh. So three guns and a special Santa suit, but no alimony. 
Um, October comes around, which is a good time to purchase another gun, so gun number four. Jesus. And then he went to go visit a friend in Iowa where he purchased 16 magazines that each held eight rounds each. Um, which is more than legally allowed in California, which is why he went to Iowa Iowa to purchase that. Interesting. Um, November 13th, 2008, gun number five was purchased, and he picked up his custom Santa suit. California gun law only allows one gun per month, which is why he purchased one, one gun, gun per, per month. month. Yep. That seems unnecessary. It is. But that's also why he was never flagged, too. And... Yeah. Who needs a gun a month? It's not like a subscription nope. box. Nope. But that's why nothing, there was no red flags ever. Yeah. I wonder if that so. law has changed since then. I don't know. That's, an, that, that's an interesting you know idea. How about one of interesting our listeners? Interesting idea. Yeah. How about one of our listeners finds out if that gun law has changed yeah. since 2008? So December 18th, the divorce was finalized. Bruce got to keep the house but had to pay $10,000 to Sylvia. But she got to keep her ring and the beloved family dog. Oh, well, that's good. Sylvia moved back in with her parents along with her three children after the divorce. Okay. Bruce was supposed to be an usher at the Midnight Mass for Christmas Eve at their church, but he was a no-show. He had other plans. Ooh. On Christmas Eve, Sylvia's parents, Joseph, who was 80, and Alicia, who was 70, um, were hosting the annual Christmas Eve dinner for their five children and their families. They lived at 1129 East Knollcrest Drive in Covina, California, where they had lived for 20 years. Covina is 22 miles east of Los Angeles, and it was once the world's third largest grower of oranges, which is a oh. fun fact. I don't think it is anymore. I think that it's been very, um, you know. I just, I love the idea of being able to just grow an orange Just tree. walk outside and Like, I know it's funny because like, an I know we can grow vegetables and stuff, but there's something super cool about being able to just go out and grab an mm -hmm. orange from your tree. Like, when I was in California as a kid, these people that we were visiting, they're like, oh, do you want, do you want a clementine? And I was like sure and so like i'm going sure. into the kitchen and she's like oh no honey out back and i'm like what you're like why and i was like and then <laughs> like i got grocery store back yeah, there I know, right and they're like they're like just pick one off the tree and i'm like neat i and i i looked at my mom and i'm like what is this place you're like um, is this disney and then, yeah and then she's like i'm like can we do that and she's like no they would freeze where we live i'm like let's move yeah I mean, it's kind of cool. But it's funny how that one of those that that has stuck out in my mind every time I buy clementines. I'm like, I wish I could just grow that in my backyard. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. But yeah. So um, Joseph and Alicia were retired from their successful spray painting business and loved having their large family over. It was a typical gathering. They were active and beloved in their community, and they gave out homemade tamales as Christmas gifts each year to their friends. I love that. Yeah, I have friends Isn't that, that make sweet? tamales, and they are so good. Um, friends and neighbors were envious of how close and loving their family was Aww. with one another. They had 25 people over that night, including their five kids, Charles, Letitia, um, Alicia, James, and Sylvia, along with their grandkids, so their okay. kids' kids. They had dinner, chatted, hugged. Um, hung out, and I'm sure they hugged too. <laughs> Lots of hugs, I'm sure. Play Texas Hold'em in the dining room. The kids were kind of in and out playing in the yard, you know, as yeah. the kids are running in and out of the house. We all know how that goes, right? Oh, yeah. So, but around 11.25 p.m., Bruce, dressed in a full Santa Claus suit, arrived rolling a cart with a wrapped Christmas package behind him and knocked on the door of his former in-law's house. Letitia's daughter, 8-year-old Katrina, ran to the door to open it and greet Santa Claus. Oh, God. For many years, a family friend would play Santa, so Katrina most likely thought that's who it was. Unfortunately, it wasn't. Oh, God. Bruce immediately pulled two handguns out from under a Santa suit and shot Katrina in the face. Oh, my God. 
Then, while he held a gun in each of his hands, he began shooting randomly at other people in the house who were running and trying to hide. Oh. He emptied four handguns in under one minute, targeting who, whatever family member was closest to Sylvia. James was shot, and Charles was shot, and then they realized who it was, and they shouted out, It's Bruce. Oh, God. Both Charles and James, were, who were both shot at this point, but they were trying to get up to try to restrain him, but they weren't strong enough. Oh. Next, Bruce shot his ex-father and mother-in-law, and then his ex-sister-in-law, Alicia, and his ex-wife, Sylvia. Oh, God. Family members were running for doors and breaking windows to get out. After this, he unwrapped what he brought inside and revealed a homemade flamethrower. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. There were two pressurized tanks on the wheeled object. One of the tanks was an oxygen tank, and the other was a high-octane ra- racing fuel. Holy shit. Remember, he's... Smart. Smart and an engineer. Yeah. Bruce started to spray the racing fuel throughout the home, oh. but as he was spreading the fuel, fire started. It's thought that he was probably going to start the fire as he was leaving, but it started prematurely because since it was Christmas Eve, the fi- the family had their two fireplaces going. Oh. He didn't really think about yeah. that. Yeah, you misjudged yeah. that, sir. So that ignited the fuel they had spread around the entire house, and so the house caught on fire. Um, and there were some people upstairs too in the house and they actually jumped out of the windows and one of the um, teenage girls jumped out and she like broke her ankle but she survived um three people were able to escape the fire um including eight-year-old katrina so she she did live the one that got shot in the face imagine the the horror that poor woman now faces yeah. So eight-year-old Katrina with a gunshot to the face, 16-year-old girl who was shot in the back, and a 20-year-old woman who jumped from the second floor, too. Okay. All of the th- those three people did survive, thankfully. A source close to the investigation said that although Bruce shot um, Katrina in the face, the child may have been saved because she turned her head oh, at the last moment. Okay. Um, a few different neighbors did call 911 that night, one when they heard the gunshots. Okay. And then one when they saw the fire. And then the one survivor who called, who ran out, called the authorities during the attack after they escaped to a neighbor's house. Most children did escape, thankfully, because they were mostly already kind of out back, running inside out of the house. Um, When firefighters arrived, the flames were going 50 feet in the air. The flames were that hot because of the the fuel and everything that he had brought in. Um, they arrived in less than five minutes after the 911 calls, oh, but paused before going in because they still heard gunshots going off, oh even gosh. though Bruce wasn't in there. He had left ammo in there. Oh, the, yep. And yep. because of the fire, it was being set off, so they didn't know if there was still an active shooter inside. Yep. Um, it took 85 firefighters two hours to put out the fire. Golly gee. The bodies inside needed to be identified by dental records. Oh. They were so badly burnt. In total, nine bodies were found inside. Thirteen children were orphaned by the massacre, oh. and two others lost it, one parent. So oh. the members of the f- family that were lost were Sylvia, um, Alicia, Joseph, Charles, Sherry, James, Teresa, Alicia, and Michael, who was 17. Oh. He was the youngest who was lost. Oh. I mean, he yes. was still a child, but... There were young. And he there was were, one of the people that was trying to get up and 
help, right? No, no he okay. was upstairs actually oh, yeah, so playing on a computer. Oh, so just mind his own business. Yeah, he was just minding his own business. Um, he was the youngest that was lost. Um, but I, I'm not saying that it's any worse that any of these people died, no. but there were young, young kids yeah. there. So, Well, that's what I mean. Like, it's <sighs> even, like, I mean, as adults, we we get our, have our disagreements and we, you know, get into shit with people. Kids, you know, they, they get it. They should, they deserve a chance at life. So yeah. to, for this guy to come in there and even shoot his previous stepdaughter, yeah. it's just disgusting. And he, t- yeah. And he took out his, so he took out his ex-wife, ex-wife, his ex-mother-in-law, his ex-father-in-law, oh. his ex-brother-in-law. And for what? And then his ex-brother-in-law's oh. wife, yeah. his um, other ex-brother-in-law, and then his wife, and then his ex sister in law. It's just, God, it's just, like, and then and his other ex sister in law. You're, you're an, for nothing for, because cause life didn't asshole. go because life didn't go his way because he was a lazy piece of shit who yep. lied and yep. Oh, yeah. So Bruce couldn't be found yeah, after the awful. attack. So he left. Obviously, yeah, he's got places to be. I guess. Yep, he was badly burned, but he was able Good. to flee the house and he ran to a rental car before the police arrived. The surviving members who. They knew who did it, and they told the police who they needed to be looking for, Bruce. It didn't take long for police to find him, only about three hours. Oh, good. Bruce's brother, Brad, came back to his house, so back to Brad's house, Mm -hmm. um, around 3.10 in the morning. He was at a Christmas party. Um, Bruce, I mean, Brad lived about 40 miles away in Salmar, California. Okay. um, And he found his brother on his couch um, dead. Dead? Yep. Bruce shot himself in the head. So to get one more fuck you in, he killed himself on his brother's couch. Yep. So he found his brother shot on his own couch with a gun. So Bruce also had third degree burns on his hands and arms with parts of the Santa suit melted onto his skin. Good. Good. I hope that he was in so much fucking pain before he died. Um, They also found some cocaine in Bruce's system. Well, I don't think it was the cocaine. I think it was him. Yes. His soul. Police found $17,000 in cash cling wrapped onto his legs inside a girdle. Um, His mother, Nancy, so Bruce's mother, Nancy, told the L.A. Times that she wanted that money and any of her son's estate to be placed in a fund for the children of the former daughter-in-law. So she wants that money to go to Sylvia's kids, she said. Absolutely. That's where that money goes. Yep. It's funny how all of a sudden he had $17,000, but he couldn't pay her a monthly alimony of, what was it, $1,700? Yeah. Yeah. Sick fuck. I like how everyone's like, that Bruce is a son of a bitch. He is, like, like no he's one, awful. Everyone that, <laughs> I mean, like, his mother, Sylvia's mother, mm-hmm. like, everyone's like, Bruce is a dick. Pile of shit. He's a pile of shit. The thought is that he was planning to run, but he got burnt and got hurt so badly, so his plan changed. They also found a blue Dodge Caliber with the remains of a Santa suit. Inside of this, they also found 200 rounds of ammo with a tripwire that was rigged with a bomb under the Santa suit. But they were able to safely detonate it so no one got hurt. Oh, okay, good. Another car was found registered to Bruce, too. Scott Nord called this car into the police. It was a silver to- Toyota RAV4 that was parked down at the end of Scott's driveway. Now, Scott was Sylvia's divorce attorney. 
Well, that's interesting. Yep. This RAV4 was not booby-trapped, however, but instead was packed for a long road trip, including maps of the USA and Mexico. Oh. They figured Bruce's plan was to drive drive the blue Dodge Uh to Scott's house, leave it there, get the silver RAV4, and then take that car and take off. He might have wanted to kill Scott, too. He sure did. And then hopefully the blue Dodge 4 would kill Scott. Oh, my goodness. But since he was hurt so badly, it seemed as though he threw his plan out the window and decided to take his whole life, his own life, because he he probably figured that he would not make it. Yeah. Because he was burnt so badly, he'd have to go to the hospital and he would get caught. Yeah. Um, another thing Bruce was seemingly planning on doing was taking his own mother's life because he believed that she took Sylvia's side during the divorce. Which... And I said, we all do, Bruce. Yes. We all take like, Sylvia's side. you got to take side. out the entire nation? Yeah. Bruce was 45 years old at the time of his death, and I say, see you later, Bruce. Bye-bye. They also found an Air Canada ticket um, with his belongings, but it was later discovered that the flight was from L.A. to Illinois, where a friend of his lived. Um, That friend said that Bruce had called and said he was planning to visit. Bruce could have done this to throw off his trail, though, you know, just to kind of maybe buy himself some time. So, um, why do all of this, though? It seems a bit excessive. Um, he was bitter over the divorce and all the trouble he was having financially. You know, it, it seems a bit excessive, I said. But when police searched his house, it was decorated for Christmas. Um, but they also found it outfitted with all sorts of materials for making bombs. So it just seems... So he definitely was had this in the works. I he mean, had this in the, the works yeah. for months. Yeah. I mean, he you know had a plan. How similar this is to the Robert Fisher one I just did last week? Yeah. It's fun. Well, not funny, but like... My my guy got yeah. away. Yeah, and he, if he would have done it, who knows? Oh right, he. I he mean, had, he, he had money. If he wouldn't have gotten burnt, I think he he could have gotten away. Oh yeah, with seventeen thousand dollars strapped oh, to his body, he could have got he could have gotten away for a while. Um. Nice. So Bruce's neighbors talked to a CNN affiliate. Um. As they watched the police search his home, they said he was very nice, very sociable. Um, they said that he always decorated his home for the holidays um, and that they had just talked to Bruce in his yard about two hours before the attack and said that he seemed very normal. He said, Merry Christmas to me. <sighs> so, I mean, it's like he was putting on this whole front, you know, right before, you know, and then, yeah. So this is why you can't trust anyone. Don't trust anyone. Like, you never know, like... When I start talking to somebody like, you know, I like a, like a dude, like I'm talking to a dude, the first thing that goes through my mind is, are you going to be the reason I die? Right. I mean, is that, that, that's is that what thought. everyone else thinks? Probably not, but. <laughs> but so, you know, yeah, I, yeah, it's just. What a whirlwind. Yeah. He could have just divorced her and moved, gave her her 1700 or in alimony he, and moved he on. He could have just taken his own life. And that would have been fine, too. I mean, I, I don't, I hope no one ever feels like they're at the point where they need to do that. And I hope yeah. that they find help. But, like, what he did was just but like, excessive stop. and too much. Well, I think we say that all the time, too, about people that kill their whole families or kill other people. It's like, if you are that unhappy, just remove yourself from the situation. Like, Remove yourself from the situation or go find help. I mean, this this happened in 2008. There was there was a lot of help. I mean, I understand like back in the 50s, like yeah. mental health wasn't that talked about, and like, yeah. but this this is different. This was a different time. But. Yeah, well, it's kind of like that guy that was on the stage yesterday at Bratfest. He this rapper dude was saying how he was deep into drugs and crime, mm-hmm. and he served 21 years in prison, and he got his shit together while yeah. in prison and turned his whole life around. And he's telling people he's like, "You can do this. Like right. I did it. You can do it." 
things that's what can we're change. Saying. You like, can you do. Can, you can be at the bottom of your of like I. You could be rock bottom, and you can turn it around. I've been rock bottom before, only just to get myself there again. And I mean, there are days where you cry and you think, oh my gosh, it would just be easier just to pull myself out of this or whatever. Or you're angry at the other people around you that are, you know, living a good life or you're just angry in general. But just remove yourself from the situation. Think about it. Get the help you need because my God, turning it around is so much better than killing people. And it it can be done. There's enough resources out there to help you. You, Sometimes you just have to start over. Right. Damn it, Bruce. Come on, Bruce. But oh my god, that was my TED talk. For no the day. kidding, man! Oh man! Sorry, I don't know what just happened. I am so motivational. Yeah. So, anyways, so Bruce is gone. I mean, Bruce at least did. there wasn't like a manhunt. You know what I mean? Like it ended yeah. pretty quickly. So that's, I mean, one. I just wish that I hate, I hate the whole kill your kill everybody else and then kill yourself thing. Yeah. Like you deserve to face justice. But then it's also, I'm also the same person that's like, okay, cool. You went through a trial. You deserve to be killed. Right. Like I know. I'm a big, I support the death penalty because I think in the right circumstances, it's it's justified. So in this circumstance, if even if he were in jail, I'd be like, he deserves to be killed. Yeah. Or raped in the ass in jail for the rest of his life. One or the other. Yeah. Um, he just, yeah. But so um, Letitia, who was the only surviving sibling out okay. of the five. Oh. God. So her mom, her dad, and all four of her other siblings oh, were God. killed by Bruce. Like, poor girl, poor man, woman, yeah. Um, is determined to live her best life and continues to live out her family's traditions, like meeting up for holidays, going to churches, and visiting the cemetery to go and you know honor her siblings oh. and her mom and dad. Um, Letitia's Hope is her blog where she writes about her experiences, healing, and her family. She writes about helping and also to give others hope. Um, Letitia adopted one of her nieces, and she has taught her kids not to give power to the one person who did this and to keep celebrating Christmas. Love it. Yep. Good for her. And Katrina, who is Letitia's daughter who was shot in the face, is a huge activist for gun control and a voice for those who have been affected by gun violence. Awesome. Way to make some good out of this, guys. She has said, I've lived through it, and I'm still living my life as best as I can. She said, it's not stopping me. It's not instilling fear in me. I want that change. I don't want other families to go through what me and my family went through. I know my family. My angels are here watching me, she said. They're seeing, I'm finally going to make a difference and stand up for something that needs to be changed. I'm fighting for them. Love that. So Good for her. Yep. So... Very, very strong women. Awesome. Well, I mean, so, that's great that they can do something yeah. good out of this. It makes you think that everything that happens for a reason is for, maybe this was their journey. It sucks the way yes. they had to get there. But My goodness. So so now talking a little bit about the house, there wasn't too much information I could find about the house because obviously the house burned down. Yep. We know that. So it was after the fire, there basically was nothing left. Um it, I mean, the flames were 50 feet in the air. I mean, yeah. it was done. Um, so after the ruins of the house were cleared, the property went through po- probate, and um, it was owned by the Ortegas Heirs. Um, the lot was up for sale for um, $288,000, and this was back in 2010. Wow. Um, California, right? Yeah. Um, the listing agent back then said the pap- the murders haven't been a problem. A lot of people don't mind. They just don't have the money at this time. Um, so it seems like 
then that the lot was sold March 2011 for $220,000 and a home was built on the lot in um, 2017. Okay. From what I could find kind of looking online. And then um, a home was built, like I said, and was last sold um, May 24th, 2018 for $980,000. Okay, under a mill. Yep. Okay. That's pretty good for California. And what it said was, nestled on a quiet cul-de-sac neighborhood in Covina, this five-bedroom, four-bath home offers 3,487 square feet of living and entertainment space on a huge um, 11,895 square foot lot. So. All right. Not too much about the house because, you know. You know, because it burned down. Burned down and, yeah. So been off the market since then so i think it's still as far as i can tell it's owned by the people that kind of probably built the house actually so well that's that's good it's got a new story yeah so i mean yeah so new memories being made there so so that is a story of the covina massacre the christmas eve murder and bruce the dickhead massacre and yeah bruce so so yeah like i said that's 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 that well, a lot of podcasts have covered that one. There's a lot of good ones out there. So yeah, if you if you you want to hear more about that one, there's a lot of good ones. Like I said, I listened to three or four different podcasts about that. Yeah. So oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So, well, not a good one. But no, I'm, it's really it's really sad. It's a interesting case. No, I know I've heard it before, but yep. it's been a long time. So mm-hmm. it it was it kind of like took me back a little bit. I forgot about her. Um, opening the door and getting shot. And Ugh. I remember as soon as you said it, I was like, that's right. Because I'm always like, you shot the child? Right in the face. Like, yeah. Thank God she she must have, because it got her like in yeah. the cheek. and I'm glad yeah. she survived. So. Yes. But yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. Thanks it. for that, Molly. Yeah. Thank you, guys. So uh, you guys know the drill. If you have a question, comment, or concern, or you want to uh, send us a case to cover, you can email us at homeiswherethemurderis at gmail.com. You can check us out on Facebook, Home is Where the Murder Is, and we join our group. That's fun. And then uh, follow us on Instagram. And, um, oh, and our website, which is posted um, on our Facebook, Instagram, and in the show notes. So, yeah, be sure to follow us. Send us whatever you've got, cases-wise. We did just get another really cool case from Trey Sutter. Ooh. So I'm going to look into that. It's actually here in Mahorab. <gasps> Ooh. So That'll I, th- be... I actually was going to pass it along to you because I know how much you really like to do um wisconsin. wisconsin stuff yeah and i thought this would be a good one for you to do so okay to you. But, so we have a really kind of i'm excited about it because it's in our hometown yeah and i thought it'd be a really good time to do a live show so oh so we do appreciate you guys sending us stuff yeah please um, do amber brabender has sent us another case to do as well so we do use we haven't gotten to them yet because we do have like an order and we record in advance so keep sending those yeah because please we do. do really Thank appreciate you. them and we will get to them so yeah because sometimes i'm like okay what do i want to do yeah because I have, I, I will say, like, there's one that I'm working on and I'm trying to figure out, like, how I want to present it and that I was going to do that one for this week, but I'm trying to figure yeah. out how I want to do it. Yeah. So we are working. I mean, I have a couple of cases that I'm doing yeah. um, at the same time right now because I'm waiting for information. But yeah, keep sending them, you guys. We are going to do them. I promise. We just, it, it, we are just doing these in advance. So. Yeah. Yeah. But cool. Thank you, guys. Well, have a great rest of your week and thanks for listening. Yep. Bye.